0: Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find the Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. The phrase, the last days, only occurs a handful of times in the New Testament, and it is used in ways we might not expect. In fact, the last days may not mean what we think. The New Testament describes the return of Jesus as a thief in the night, which means he could come at any moment. Because Jesus will return when we least expect him, it's fair to say we have been living in the last days for quite some time. Before I get into this study, let me do a little housekeeping. You may notice a slight drop in audio quality when the study starts. This study was recorded several years ago for my weekly radio broadcast. I didn't have the equipment then that I do now, so please bear with the slightly poorer quality. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple and you find this or any of my other content helpful, please consider giving the podcast a five-star rating and leaving a review. If you're watching this on the Gospel Saves YouTube channel, please give the video a thumbs up Subscribe to the channel and click the bell icon to receive notifications when I upload new content All of these small gestures help the good news of Jesus Christ reach more people So you can help me preach the gospel and teach the doctrine of Christ's church to as many people as possible I appreciate your help and now on to our first study in the end time series the last days You may have noticed in the news recently a a new Left Behind movie has come out. I believe it was released back in early October. The release of that movie got me to thinking that perhaps it would be good to spend our time over the next weeks and months looking at what the New Testament has to say about the the end of time. This is a very interesting study. It's It's a very important study. Because as Christians, we always need to have this perspective of anticipating the return of Jesus. Several times, all throughout the New Testament, Jesus' return is described as a thief in the night. We do not know when it is coming. And so we always need to be prepared for that arrival. In 2 Peter chapter 3, Peter, in in talking about the the dissolving of the, the present heavens and earth, as this to say in verse number 10 But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Peter says that the day of the Lord will come as a thief of the night. In other words, it will be unexpected. Just as we don't expect someone to break into our house at night, so too we don't know when the Lord will return. And when he returns, Peter says, the... All that we see around us is going to be destroyed by fire. Even the scientists have predicted such an end for the material realm. Scientists say that at some point, way off, way down in the future, that this universe is going to collapse and it's going to collapse with a fervent heat. So even there's an expectation among scientists that such a thing is going to happen. Peter says that God is going to destroy this world with fire. As Christians, we know that this is going to happen. And it's that expectation that the end of the world is coming that that motivates us to be holy in our conduct, to pursue godliness, to Look and anticipate the coming of the Lord. And in fact, Peter says in verse number 12 to to hasten it. It's the attitude of John at the end of the book of Revelation. He says, even so come Lord Jesus. In other words, as a Christian, we, we should be excited about the return of the Lord. We should want this. We know that the world cannot stand forever. That the Lord will return. And when he does return, all of this will be destroyed. And this serves as a motivation for us as Christians. So it's very good to to study what the Bible has to say about the, the end times, the last days, because this helps motivate us to live a better life, realizing that that day is coming. There's no avoiding it. And one day, he will return. Just as he left earth the first time on a cloud, so too he will return on a cloud. And on that day, there will be no more second chances. So we need to make the most of our time while we're here. I'd like to begin this study by looking at a phrase that only occurs five times in the New Testament. Whenever we talk about an end time study, The phrase, the last days, often comes to mind. But as I just said, that phrase, the last days, only happens five times in the New Testament. And it's very interesting how it is used. We find it here in the book of 2 Peter chapter 3. Here in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 3, Peter says, Knowing this first. That scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts. Scoffers will come in the last days. Peter goes on to talk about what they say, how they mock the word of God. In verse number four, he says, they they say things like, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Now, what's interesting about Peter's prediction here is this has actually come to pass in our day and age. Peter says the scoffers will will say things like, things continue as they have been always since the beginning of creation. Back in the mid-19th century, a man by the name of Charles Lyell authored a scientific theory called uniformitarianism. Uniformitarianism says that everything that we see in the world has come to this point through very slow, gradual processes. Now, Lyell had a huge influence on one of his close friends, Charles Darwin, who later came up with the theory of evolution, which was based on the assumptions that, that Lyell presented in his doctrine of uniformitarianism. Now, Lyell's concern was geology, how the earth has, has formed itself, so to speak. How is that connected with 2 Peter 3, verse 4? Well, uniformitarianism says that everything we see is a product of the processes that have been going on since the material world came into being. Or, as Peter says, All things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Peter says these sorts of ideas will pop up in the last days. So we look at the doctrine of uniformitarianism. We see that this sort of idea is going to pop up in the last days. And we might conclude, well, here we are. We're at the cusp of the end of the world. That the day of the Lord can come at any moment, that Jesus is going to descend at any time. But perhaps that's right, because as Peter says later, he comes as a thief in the night. He comes when we, we least expect it. But is the last days that Peter used here, is, is he talking about the very last days of the world, or is it something else? Let's look at another passage. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 1. Paul says to his young co-worker Timothy, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Ah, there's that phrase again, last days. Paul says to Timothy, Know this, that in the last days, perilous times are going to come. In other words, you can expect this. And he goes on to describe what those perilous times are going to look like. He says, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. You know, you read that list. And you think about some of the things that are on that list and it makes you wonder, I see all these things going on around me. We must be in the last times. We must be in these perilous days. But notice what Paul says in verse number five. He tells Timothy who lived nearly 2,000 years ago and from such people turn away. That to me is... Incredibly interesting. Paul says to a man who is laboring in the word some 2,000 years ago, turn away from these sorts of people. Now, if the last days are in fact the days just previous to when Jesus is going to return, why would Paul, an apostle, tell Timothy 2,000 years ago to turn away from such people? This leads me to believe that perhaps the phrase, the last days, does not necessarily mean the final days of the material realm's existence. When I turn to Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, I find that this suspicion is confirmed. In Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, writer of hebrews says god who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed the heir of all things through whom also he made the world's who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Notice in verse number two, Paul says that God has spoken to us by his son in these last days days. When we line that up with what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it seems to me that the last days may represent a far broader period of time than what we might first think. Here in Hebrews chapter 1, The writer of Hebrews is talking about how God spoke to people in time past. But now, in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. He used to speak to the fathers by the prophets. He used to speak to the Jewish people by these prophetic men, these men who were moved by the Holy Spirit to to speak the word of God. That's the way he used to communicate. But now, in these last days, he's spoken by his Son. In other words, Jesus Christ has come to the world in the world's last days. Which means that the last days of the world have stretched now for some 2,000 years. That makes a great deal of sense when you think about what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. And you consider what Peter is talking about in 2 Peter chapter 3. My friends, we're living in the last days. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves Podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapelledridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.